Hey you, come here. I want to tell you something. Do you ever want to be who they want of podcast? Then all you need is Anchor. It's the easiest way to start, and it's free. It has access to tools right at your fingertips. Plus, Anchor does the distribution work for you. You heard me, for you. So all you have to do is download, record, and upload. That's simple. Join anchor.fm today and get to podcasting. Welcome to the Who They Want podcast show. As you know, I'm the host with the most. They call me Big Dog, representing for the entrepreneurs and showing love to my plus-size entertainment career. This is the platform for you to get a little information, for us to talk, razzle-dazzle, you know, spice it up, however we want to do it. I'm an all-purpose show. So without further ado, I'm bringing you a special guest. You heard her before. She got this exclusive content called Full Disclosure. She's back again with another round. Here to shed it down, the queen of her crown, the one, the only, Miss Rainbow Fro. Hey. Oh, that was a beautiful intro. Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm excited to be here today again with full disclosure. Um, we have a couple of really interesting topics, but before we get into our topics, I definitely want to plug this podcast within the podcast. So okay. my first episode of full disclosure with who they want entertainment was episode 10. So be sure to check that one out. We talked about self-love and affirmations and being a creator, um, women and men in the plus size entertainment community. So definitely check out, check that out. There were a lot of gems that we dropped. Oh, um, definitely. A lot of soul food in that episode. So go yes. grab your plate of that episode. Too. Uh-huh. Cornbread yeah. and the whole. <laughs> All day, baby. <laughs> But, um, but I definitely wanted to just dive into what Full Disclosure is for those of you that haven't heard of it. Um, full Disclosure is a basically a platform that I created on my platform, which is RainbowFro87 on Instagram. So follow me over there if you don't already. But Full right. Disclosure is basically a conversation that I started about feminism, fetishism, fashion, everything in between. Um, we talk about really difficult topics such as uh, mental health, as well as some light topics, just like entertainment and funny shit on the internet. So we are going to be talking today specifically. Oh, before we get into the topic, yeah, I know, that. I'm just prolonging it. <laughs> you got it. It's all yours. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention, before we get into the topic, I wanted to mention that um, I did a fundraiser over on my page, on my OnlyFans page, actually, um, for Justice for Jacob Blake, and we raised over a hundred dollars for Justice for Jacob Blake. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. 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 So thank you, um, and thank you to everybody that subscribed to my OnlyFans between August twenty fifth and September thirtieth. Um, you guys are the real MVPs. In fact, today is not quite October 1st yet. So if you're listening to this on September 30th, you can still subscribe to my OnlyFans, which is Rainbow Fro 87. And of course, I provide exclusive content over there, but all of my revenue that I am um, collecting for this month will be going to Justice for Jacob Blake. 
but every month I also use my revenue to donate to organizations such as Black Girls Code, which is an organization that helps young girls learn how to do computer coding, as well as the Elephant Project, which is my personal social justice project to protect Word. Black lives mm -hmm. and support Black-owned businesses. So all of that is what I do with my OnlyFans. So subscribe if that's what you're looking for. That's dope. You're like the first person to monetize the full use of that. That's yes, dope. I yes. gotta give you your props for that. You took something <laughs> that people may think a negative aspect of and you totally flipped it and was like, I'm doing all these fundraisers, raising money. Like, that's good. You know, at least you're doing it for a cause and a purpose. So you can't yeah. do that but respect that. That's dope. Absolute, absolute. And that's the thing, like, I, that's pretty much why I, I've started doing it because, um, like we were talking about before, I necessarily wasn't sure what I was going to do with OnlyFans, if I was going to participate in it or whatever the case is. Of course, there are people pushing, you know, you should do porn, you should do this, you should do that, you know, selling content or whatever the case was. And I don't mind being nude. I enjoy it, actually. It's something that is, comes naturally to me. So, and you know the grand scheme of things i was like how can i'm monetizing my content how can i give back to the community there's a need so how can i be you know i'm i'm that that girl you know in regular life i try to support the community so i'm like let me just do what i always do so that's why we do it that way <laughs> well congratulations on that thank you thank you so um okay so that was my little shameless plug for that and I'm going to get into the topic for today. So All today right. I wanted to just talk a little bit about, um, or a lot of bit about, um, women in the BBW community and how and what happens to us. Um, I know a lot of women can relate to the different stigmas that come along with being a plus size model or plus size, um, you know, fashion model, as well as a BBW model, even, even an adult entertainer. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes that, you know, nobody really talks about. And if somebody does talk about it, then, you know, that person is ostracized by both men and women in the community. And so um, there was an interesting, um, there was an interesting story that came out, I think it was two weeks ago. I'm not gonna go too much into this actual story okay. um, because I don't have permission to share that person's story, but it was very public um, that a young lady that you know previously worked as an adult entertainer in some way, shape or form, um, she you know, showed up to a gig or whatever the case was, and she was, um, I would say she was sexually assaulted uh, because, and not to diminish um, other victims that have been raped or um, actually, you know, sexually assaulted, like sex, sex happened, actually penetration yeah, I happened. What you're saying. Not to diminish that, but sexual assault can happen in many different ways. And one of the things that people don't realize about sexual assault is that if it's not consensual, then it is assault. So her situation was that you know, she showed up for this gig. Um, she wasn't compensated for her time. And she was also um, pretty much held against her will or whatever the agreement was, they did, it was not stuck. The person that hired her did not stick to the agreement because she was not there to um, have sexual intercourse. So that part happened. And um, 
And then she told her story. So the biggest thing that I want to point out about this is that she told her story and both women and men drug her, like drug her, told her she was crazy, told her that she was, you know, trying to ruin people's careers, you know, threatened to, yeah, slander, all of these things. And, um, and I just want to point out that this happens a lot in the community of, you know, plus size models, BBW entertainment, but the fear of, of, you know, stepping up and talking about it is, is that that's exactly why, you know, women don't talk about it a lot or just let it go because, you know, you become a pariah. And so fortunately for her, she did, um, reach closure to her situation. Um, but there were a lot of women that spoke up about it after that. And even I list, even myself listening to her story, um, it gave me courage to be able to talk about it and not be afraid that I was going to just to take the fear away of it. So I say all this to say, yeah. Um, that, you know, even talking about it with you, like it's, it's uncomfortable. And most of the time people real don't realize that anything that happens that is not consensual, you don't go running to the hills telling people about it. You pretty much, you know, are ashamed and traumatized. So it's not uncommon for people not to talk about it or to, um, to, you know, keep it to themselves or just kind of seep out information as they go. And a lot of the people that were listening to her story was basically, were basically discrediting her because she didn't talk about it right when it happened. And I just wanted to point out that that no, you have usually a right to. That's happened. what this platform is for. Mm-hmm. Talk about the things that you feel need to be discussed, but you bring yep. it up in a manner to where it doesn't bring backlash behind mentioning it. So I respect right. that because I, me, I'm the type of person that watch a lot of Law and Order SVU, mm-hmm. so it relates to these type of situations even mm-hmm. though this is a reality-based situation. But like mm-hmm. you said, a lot of people aren't just going to sit and make that like a social media blog, like this happened to me this weekend at this party. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like so-and-so should, you know, be put on the spotlight. Like, you don't, that's not something that we have, sip, sip and have coffee or tea around. Right. That's, yeah. that's a serious situation. So I respect it. Yeah, yeah. And I also love watching SVU too. That's honestly a guilty slash not guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> um, so shout out to the SVU Law and Order heads out there. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like, you know, even as a woman that ha- is you know educated in women's studies and social interactions between men and women, and even men and men and women and women. I mean, this could happen in any type of gender situation. So. Um, even someone like myself who has uh, some type of knowledge about power and and how it could be used and consent and all of these things, it it still doesn't take it just still doesn't exempt me from being a victim at, at some point. And um, since this is full disclosure, my full disclosure story is that. Um, I had a, an incidence of sexual assault when I was in college and I never told anybody except for my brother, one person. And it was, you know, not your typical situation where I was, uh, you know, it was somebody that it was somebody that I knew, 
but I knew him from class and we were studying together and it was a really innocent situation. We weren't drinking, we weren't smoking. And he perceived the fact that I agreed for him to come over and study in my room as something else. And I guess I didn't really pick up on that, you know, the sign. I understand. Yeah. You know, just because I was just, uh, you know, a young girl and I was just like, yeah, you can come over and study this time, whatever. We're in the dorm. So, you know, you're basically coming over and there yeah. is a bed there. Um, and so anyways, you know, without being so graphic or whatever, I basically um, was traumatized by the situation and I had to still see him in my classes and still see him on campus and I never told anybody except for my brother who was you know out of state and he was in college so um it definitely hearing her story very much so gave me courage to talk about my situation um to people that are in my family that never knew and maybe that would give them a little bit more insight on who I am today um because I don't think that, I don't think that, you know, people do perceive that sexual assault is a heavy, heavy topic, that it turns people into, um, you know, you can either be a depressed person, prude person, or hyper, hypersexual person. And I think prior to this situation, I didn't feel like I was prude, hypersexual or anything. Like I just was a regular person. Maybe I was hypersexual, but we're just, just we're just gonna yeah. just You was trying on. to find you was trying to put that puzzle piece that just couldn't myself. map it like Yeah. I was eighteen years old. Even though it was like a hurtful situation, like you still in this seclusion of like I don't wanna be the victim just because yes. it happened. But at yes. the same time I don't wanna become another attacker just yes. because of like so I understand that. So part of so part of my how my journey has permutated over time is that taking control of my body and how I decide to um, perceive that you know present myself has been what is my been my healing and coping mechanism from all instances of um, non consensual actions and and that particular instance as well, um, which I consider to be assault. And, um, and, and, you know, it is kind of like you question whether or not like a, a person that has had that experience should be, you know, putting themselves out there to be even more sexualized, right? Um, right. This is a question I ask myself, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I just have to like speak on that part because I've, I've pondered this quite a few many times. And I think that it's liberating and it's healing for me to be, um, I consider myself a nudist at, at moments, <laughs> um, to be a nudist and to be a person that is, it finds myself sexual so that I don't have to worry or rely on the validation of others to consider myself to be sexy. And it doesn't have to do anything with the actual um, act of sex. Um, and this kind of like ties into my experiences with men, you know, before and after that, that um, the act of sex was always so disappointing. Not to say that they're, they're bad, but I felt, you know, in my opinion, I felt like sex was like this rising action. And then when it happened, it was not 
it did not um, give me any type of uh, validation or or any type of feelings that I could really attach to good. You know, it was very hard for me to view that as as um, you know something positive. So I, for a long time, detached myself from sex, detached myself from my wow. sexuality, and then this, you know, renaissance came about Rainbow Fro 87, <laughs> um, only about a year and a half ago at this point. And, um, and yeah, and so now it feels different and I feel sexy and I feel um, bright and brilliant. And I feel like I can be all of the things that I've been wanting to be and sexy and nerdy and creative um, without having to view it as, you know, this is going to all surmount to a sexual act, a one-time thing, you know? Right. You created your alter ego mm -hmm. and it stole the show. And yes. you're very good at being this character, you know? Like, yes. it's not just something that says I'm rainbow throwing it automatically. People in their mind are trying to put together a picture of a rainbow. Like, it's a <laughs> characterization mm -hmm. of a being that has so much love, so much energy just naturally gifted on no matter what you try to you know ascertain out there like you just 100 you can't nobody take that away from you now yes yeah and so i encourage other women and men who have had experiences maybe similar to mine or different to um to start their healing process from with 